And welcome, everyone, to episode number 17 of The Outrage. Yes, we're finally back. It has been damn near too long Way for too us long. to be back. But, thank goodness, finally got an out of his, you know, ridiculous schedule to be able to get us back in the lab and bring you the episode 17 of The Outrage. So mm-hmm. I think you have to start with Alain Cavillon, Spencer Byers. Alain. Yeah. What's been happening in your What's life? What's going on? It's been a month and a half since we last spoke to you. <laughs> I think last time we spoke to you, you had just gotten your job at City News. Yeah, uh, that's still that's still what's going on. And I mean, um, I knew that the hours would be there. I just didn't think they would be there that quickly. So uh, I've been super busy there, um, you know, anchoring sports uh, for Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver, uh, you know, anchoring news uh, at night. I had a shift last night. That was, uh, was a blast. Um it's it's crazy, man. Uh, once it's it's insane how like once you're out of school, you know, life just comes at you fast again. And I forgot on how quickly it comes at you. But hey, that's uh, you know part of the part of the experience, I guess you can say. But uh, yeah, that's what's going on there. Uh, got I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the last episode. Uh, recently, just got hired by MLSE, and uh, I will be shoveling snow during commercial breaks. For the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs, which yeah, you're, you're you're a snow angel. Yeah, yeah. Tell my mom she doesn't. You know, th- my name and angel usually don't go well together. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so be doing that this winter as well. Uh, obviously, I'll still be refing hockey. Um, actually, on that front too, I I didn't tell you this before we started recording. I don't know why it just slipped my mind, but I will be officially moving up to junior hockey this year. You're, you're an is- OHL referee. No, no. I wish I was an OHL referee. That'd be cool. Uh, no, OHA. Getting there. Oh, okay. Getting there. Yeah, it's still the top of the alphabet, but we'll get in, there. In, inching closer, you're trying to tell me? Inching closer? In, inching closer. Yeah, the dream is not dead. If it wasn't happening this year, I would have been a little concerned. But, um, yeah, so um, I uh, just uh, filled out all the paperwork the other day. So I will be refing junior hockey this season. It's just super cool. It's been a long time coming. Um, considering I've been able eligible, like in terms of qualifications to ref junior hockey since I was 17. So this is almost, uh, oh geez, six years ago, I think five, six years ago. I don't know. I hate math. We, we know that we always, what does this, that always comes up every episode, doesn't it? You, you try to count and then you stop and then you, you finish counting and you go, ah, oh, I hate math. Yeah. I, I, it's like a reoccurring segment. It's like, Al can't math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can Al add? Yeah. And no, the answer is um, no. Yeah, no. I can multiply, you know, from my one my like zero to twelve in terms of like my like my multiplications, but like Your times my, tables. My times tables, yes. Sorry. That was the French part of me that was uh coming out there. But anyways. Uh yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on. I I'm trying to like match my schedules all together and I also make time for uh for a girl. Uh, that recently came into my life, so that's that's always Rather fun. Recently, I haven't heard about her. Yeah, no, it's Alex, it's you're a whole new person. I know it's crazy. Read, I work for the MLSE. Got the city news job that I knew about. You know, new girl. Like, God, it's like you're a whole new person. Like, I got a whole new podcast. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting worried. I'm getting worried. Nah, nah, you're good. I'll still make time for you, Spencer. Especially in the, like, you know, we're still trying this virtual thing out. Um, because of certain restrictions now, um, can't record in studio, uh, since it is not a branded podcast. We'll get there one day. One day we'll, we'll, we'll sell it to them. I just got to stop swearing. I think that's what we got to do. Spencer. I just got to stop oh, swearing. You got to stop swearing. Oh, okay. Well, as long as we got to that point, 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's what hold, that's what's holding us back, to be honest. I mean, not really. Other than we're at episode seventeen, and we've been doing this podcast for literally almost a full calendar year now. Yeah, it's actually almost. insane. But uh, this whole point of this podcast is for sports, not to talk about my personal life. So before we get into sports, though, Spencer, you know, is there like where what's going on with you, man? Because like, like we said earlier, it's been too damn long. It's been a hot minute. It has been a hot minute. So my my internship with TSN has now officially ended. I was not brought back with the radio sector, which I I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting to. With you know, after week one, all the cuts that Bell Media made, so. That is where that ended. I did get to go BMO Field, though, and be a part of the um, radio Argos team, which was cool. Um, but now I just am a quote-unquote freelancer, but I am the unemployed part of freelancer, where I still will do York University Volleyball. I'll still do Sheridan College Volleyball. I will still fill my schedule with as many things as I can to make some money, and we'll see where that gets me, basically, at this particular point in time. And this so. is the cool part too. Like the TFC thing sounds pretty sick, but like the the thing is too. Like uh, with Spencer's freelancing job, Spencer actually got to see me ref. Uh, we actually I worked. Did. We worked a similar event. Well, not similar. It was the same freaking thing. It was a hockey tournament, or it I don't was. even know what you should. It's a hockey tournament, I guess. And uh, it just so happened that I wasn't available because I because I was asked to ref the tournament, and Spencer, just, sure enough, took the uh, the job on the media side of things. And then, uh, I was like, Oh, like, are you doing this hockey thing or whatever? And he's like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I am. And then next thing I'm like, Oh sweet. I was like, I'll be on the ice. <laughs> so yeah. I got to hang out during the, during the, uh, the festivities between games, which was nice. So yeah, I technically well, have seen you since we yeah. last did our podcast, but yes. it seems like so much has been added since I last spoke to you even. I, yeah. knew about the, I knew about the MLSE thing. I knew about, obviously, the City News thing. The New Girl thing is very new. You and I got to talk about that, that after the podcast. That was, uh, that was last weekend kind of new. So, like, what are we today? August 31st? August yeah. 31st. Yeah, so this was August 26th. Oh, so we're talking, like, one week old new. Legit, yeah, yeah. Hot off the press. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's ex- exciting things, man. Exciting things. But uh, anyways, um, did no, I cut back. did I cut off any other thoughts, or is this pretty much like now we're ready to dive into the the nitty gritty I mean, things? I, I mean, it, uh, unless you got something else to add to us that'll you know leave knock us off our feet, I think I think we're about ready. No, I think I'm ready to talk about. Uh, I'm ready to talk about some sports. I don't. I don't. I haven't covered sports in a like in quite a few weeks actually. I've been anchoring a lot on the news side more than the sports side uh, recently. So like I'm honestly like this will be nice to bring me back into it, which is perfect because I actually have a sports shift tomorrow. So of course it'll work you. out. It'll um, work out. Well, Al, I think there's no better place to start. Sheldon Keefe. Yes. Thank to goodness. A m- multi-year extension with the Toronto Maple Laughs, so he is officially back with the team i yep. also want to mention before we really get into sheldon keith last time we spoke we still hadn't had any closure on austin matthews or william nylander austin matthews was signed william nylander is not and william i'm nylander not surprised looking for yeah william nylander is still looking for 
a new deal. Austin Matthews, I'm trying to find the terms. Here it is. Got a new four-year, $53 million contract, a AAV of $13.25 million, putting him as easily the highest-paid hockey player on planet Earth. So, and again, as I mentioned, William Nylander still looking to sign long-term with Toronto. So, I guess we'll see if Nylander does get signed within the next couple of days, you know, as Matthews did just merely a week ago or so, I doubt or so it. ago. I doubt you it. doubt it. I doubt well, we'll, it. We'll start, we'll, start, we'll start with Keith. We'll mark our way down. So, Sheldon right. Keith most recently signs multi-year contract yep. extension. Al, you sounded excited about it. Are you excited that Sheldon Keith will be allegedly looking like staying as the Leafs head coach long term? I'm excited in terms of like it's finally nice to talk about hockey. And, you know, there's actually something that's like worth talking about now, like instead of all the speculations and the rumors. And I'm also excited or not excited, but rather like, you know, low key happy because now it like it kind of tells you like what direction the Toronto Maple Leafs are heading into. And this is one of those where I've been saying this before. I think the players need to be held accountable a lot more. I think they've been soft. They've been, you know, they've been babied a little bit for a little too long. And, you know, I know you got to keep your star players happy, but like, you know, that doesn't mean holding their hand and, you know, making their lunches to go to school every day. You know what I'm saying? So in this case, for me, it's one of those where it's like, maybe if some players aren't, you know, all about the Sheldon Keefe thing, which I'd be surprised if they weren't because like, you know, they've had enough time to build a rapport with him that, you know, they kind of know what, like what he, like what they can get away with and what they can do with him. So like, if you're unhappy with Sheldon Keith, that'd be a little weird. But, um, my whole point is at this point is that, listen, if you guys don't play, I'm not letting you use the fact that like, this is because the head coach isn't good. Because you look at Sheldon Keefe's record, he's got like, you know, it's I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he does not, he, he doesn't lose often. Like, he has a lot of regular season wins, you know, not so much playoff success. Just recently, though, getting out of the first round, which was a huge weight lifted off of everybody's shoulders. Like, Sheldon Keefe's not a bad coach when you look at his numbers. And you know what? If you don't believe me, like, you know, whoever's listening to this could pull this up. Like, I dare you to look up his numbers. His win-loss oh. record is not awful. Well, Al, you know who you're doing a podcast with. You know, I already pulled up the numbers. In oh, 267 goodness, games in the NHL, which, again, is split between half a season after Babcock in 1920. Yes. 56 games in the COVID-shortened 21-22, or 20-21, pardon me. And then the last two seasons have been full 82-game schedules. He has 166 wins. 71 losses and 30 OT slash shootout losses. So yeah, he's got a lot more wins than losses in the regular season. Playoffs, as you mentioned, he's got 30 playoff games. He's 13 and 17 in the playoffs. That's a little, yeah, it's a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, more, but, eh. but we knew that. We knew that. Anyways, so my point is, you know, you don't have a bad coach behind the bench, and I think it's smart for Brad Tree living to, you know sign him for two years. I think it's, that's enough time to get to know him. And you, uh, in that span, you'll also be able to find out really fast whether or not it is, you know, what the issue is in terms of, is it the players or is it the coach? I am not sold that it's the coach because they play for him in the regular season. You know, I think it's, I always, I have, I've been a believer of this for a while now. There's a few players on that roster that do not give a crap. They say they do, but I don't think they do. 
or they, and I also don't think that they have that level of compete that, you know, winners have like, which is sad because some guys though have been in those situations, not the Stanley cup, but in championship situations in other respective leagues, for instance, you know, Mitch Marner of the London Knights, he's won a Memorial cup. He's won, you know, an OHL title and he's won, uh, you know, MVP, the Wayne Gretzky trophy. So he knows what it takes to win a championship. It's just, it frustrates me that we don't see that extra gear kick in in the playoffs. Like William Nylander is the reason why he frustrates me is because he shows up in the playoffs, but is really nowhere to be found in the regular season. Now you can look up his numbers too, and you could be like, well, what do you mean? Like, yeah, he got almost like an 80 point season. Great. It's just for him, it comes in too many waves that sometimes it's hard to tell that he's doing so well which is why I think he flies under the radar. And then in the playoffs, though, it's just always bang, bang, like it's there. But that's the only thing I will say I like William Elander for is that he's there in the playoffs. But I wish his play would rub off on the guys a bit more. But I like this two-year extension because I think it allows Tree Living to, again, evaluate what he has. But I think it also sends a message like, this is no lame duck, lame duck coach for, be- for better terms. You know, this is up to you guys to play for him, I trust his system enough to sign him. You don't play to the standard that we have. You are gone. And I think that's why I'm glad Kyle Dubas is gone because I don't think he'd be able to do what Brad's doing right now. Now, we've seen Brad do this in another franchise and it has not paid off. You know, the Calgary Flames. But I do think that, you know, he might have needed just a change of scenery and he might do some good here. But at this point, you know, it's a, I know it's a cliche, but only time will tell. But I, I like this signing. It's short, sweet. And I think, again, it send, at the end of the day, it sends a message to the players. This is your coach. You don't like it. You're going to pack your bags. Simple as that. Well, I don't think anyone's going to be packing their bags anytime soon, especially Austin Matthews, who, again, got a massive extension for only four years. And Al, I, I think that, again, leads into a question about Austin Matthews of – are you worried about Austin Matthews not getting a long-term extension? Yeah, four years is long-term, but it's it's a bridge in hockey layman's terms. It's half I'm, as long as he could have gotten from the Leafs. Yeah, I'm not – see, this is hard because, like, I'm not worried about – if he can keep signing four-year deals, I don't care. Like, go ahead. You know, he's good till, what, 2027 now? No. Yes, because this year is his last year of his original contract, and his four-year kicks in next year. So he would be 2027-28 season, I believe. Something like that. Anyways, I'm not worried about the short-term deal. If the, if the money's there and he's getting paid, he's happy, great. Keep, those, keep doing that short-term deal. I don't care. Like... I want Matthews to be the face of the franchise. Matthews, I want him to have, I want him to be like the Matt's, the next Matt Sundin in terms of, you know, you, you played here all along, you know, okay, your career is run down, but now it's time to move on. Okay, go play somewhere else if you want or retire, whatever. Like, you know, just have a, some, it's about time the Toronto had someone that was a, a full-time Leaf. Don't get me wrong. Morgan Riley's been here too for his entire career, but I'm not sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. They just signed him last year to, what, a six-year deal? Something like that. So, I mean, he's probably going to end his career here. But 
he's not it's not the same. Morgan Riley will not be a Matt Sundin when he leaves. Morgan Riley will just be Morgan Riley. Whereas Matthews, you'll when he leaves, or de- depending on which, on when that would be, you know, you could compare him to Matt Sundin, other than the fact that Sundin was traded over from the Nordiques to the Leafs. But, um, you know, it wasn't he didn't quite come over the same way as Matthews did. But I'm not really worried about that. I'm more worried of, okay, now we know. I think if the Leafs do not either make a Stanley Cup final or win the damn thing in the next four years or five years, I guess, because you count this year, I think then he walks. If you're just a second round exit, first round exit, you can, it keeps going the, you know, the way the trend's been for the last seven seasons now. Then I think the concern is, okay, this is once his contract's up, he is not staying because Austin Matthews wants to, well, every player in the NHL wants to win a Stanley Cup. And I think Matthews wants to do it here, but I also think if he's smart, which he will be, because I think at the end of this deal, he should be 30 by then, which is still pretty good in terms of, you know, prime. You know, he might be 31-ish. He could still be effective. So I do. that's why I think, like, this is the ticking time bomb, I guess you can say, for Matthews. Is Okay, now you know you got five years to win a cup or at least make a final or win a conference, you know. Signs that you can win a damn, like, do, get a banner up in your freaking rafters, you know what I mean? For the first time in over 50 years. Yeah. I had to mention that part. Exactly. No, well, it's, it's you're not wrong. It's there. If you look up the numbers, it, it's been that long. So that's the thing for me, is whatever the number of years would have been, that's how long, you know, that's the, win- you know, you hear the term the window, right? The window to win. The Leafs had that window, you know, it was a thing when, you know, after like the main core was like developed, it was like, okay, you got this amount of time to get it done. I don't believe that window is closed. I just think it's a different window now. Like at first it was a window like with this group and like, you know, you bring in veterans and that kind of thing. Now it's like, okay, well, now your core is like, they are your veterans. Like these are the guys, like this is your time. Like, this is your window. And Matthews just said that crystal clear with that signing. You got me for this long. If we don't do anything, you know, relevant, if we don't have a banner of some sort up in our rafters, by the time my contract's up, I am gone. I'm going to go win a cup with someone else, and I don't care who it is. So that's my thoughts there on that signing. Well, Al, would you... Are you worried about the number? Because, again, 13.25 for over four years. It really does feel like Matthews maximized the amount of money he could get. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, he's he's still in his 20s, and he's already going to have made, what, like, I think the number was, like, $111 million in total earnings, like, since joining the NHL. I mean, the cap's going up. Like, everything's going up right now in the economy anyways. So, like, why shouldn't the deal now? Do I think that, you know, this is setting the tone for a huge McDavid deal when his contracts up in the next couple of years? Yeah, but that's normal. And I mean, if Matthew's got, was it 13, two, 13, two, five, 13, two, five. Oh my God. McDavid's going to get like 15 or like maybe even 15 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe even flirts with 16. See, I don't know if he'll go that high. 
I don't like, know. It depends he, he on could where. Get it. I just don't know if he will. It depends. Like, I know, like, he's a new market guy, and, like, let's be real here. Like, I know you're you're loyal to your Edmonton fan base, but, like, this is the thing right now. I don't think – I do think McDavid's going to explore the market. I don't know how deep he'll go into it. I don't think he'll go that far. I think he might have a few things in mind, like, on where to, he might want to go. I think he does want to stay in Canada. Do I see him going to Montreal? No. Ottawa? Maybe. I, I Toronto would be the destination, right? Because he's a new market guy. But I'm not, and I, I'm just trying to say that, like, depending on what the Oilers do, because like the Oilers only made what one conference finals, and that was in 2016, I believe. Who, sorry? No, no, it wasn't even a conference final. They lost to the Ducks in round two. Yeah, so they they don't really know where they don't really. Oh no, they made the conference final, didn't they? Yeah, they played Vegas. Yeah, I, I'm. I was trying to think. If you're talking about Edmonton, they made a conference finals like two years. Yeah. Ago. Yeah, well, didn't they just play Vegas, too, in the conference finals? I, I want to say they did. But I it's so weird. It's sure. so weird. This how, see, like, this is what I hate, too. Like, time's flying by so fast. Like, you just lose track of what the hell is going on. That's just, that's just because you're in news. You're, your head's stuck in the news. No, it's not even that, man. Like, I'm serious. Like, I don't remember much about the playoffs last year other than the fact that the Leafs were a second-round exit, and I was there to see it. <laughs> that's because you, you stopped watching. The moment the Leafs go, you're like, ah, who cares? Yeah, I was watching Vegas a little bit, but oh yeah, because Edmonton played LA in the first round. Then they played. No, maybe they were a second round exit. Don't worry your little head out. I am rushing to get you your answer. That's fine. I'm just talking so like we could fill. You know, it's not dead air here. <laughs> well, I know. I know you're just trying to talk yourself through the, oh, through yeah. the magic. I mean, if I could figure it out too, that'd be great. It means like you know, at least I have like a bit uh, of a conference semifinals. So no, they were not in the conference. Finals. Ah, they were in the conference finals two years ago. Nuts nugget. There's a new they word were two for years, you. It was two, it was 2022. 2022. They were conference finals. Okay. And they went they went to the Stanley Cup back in 06. That's they're between them. I that's remember that longest run. I remember that they lost to the Carolina Hurricanes. They did. Yeah, I was devastated at the time. I w- but back when I wasn't a Hurricanes fan. Yeah, quote unquote a Hurricanes fan, which yeah, you got you out of ire, by the way. Yeah, I'm just a bandwagon for the Hurricanes, to be honest. It's Who just like it's Who one of those where you you know sometimes if your your original team just pisses you off, find another one where you can watch, but there's like no implication. You know, it doesn't affect your mental state at all. You're just watching to watch a game, and it's because they're fun to watch. That's what the Carolina Hurricanes are for me. It's like my cleanser for, like, all the anger that this other franchise, you know, puts me through. Yeah, the other, other but, one we're talking about, and I, I think this is a perfect subject to talk about, William Nylander. Still yes. has not been extended. Has yes. said he wants to be extended and wants to be a Toronto Maple Leaf, and I Spencer, believe him. We Really? I think he's I full of shit because he would have been signed by now, and we don't have to believe that. We can leave that one there. Okay. Well, see, and I believe him because I think William Nylander does want to be a Leaf. For too but much, I also, though. But I think he knows that I'm not taking a pay cut if Matthews is getting 13 and, and basically a half million, 13 but, and a quarter oh million. Oh, my. This is what frustrates me. I'm not me. taking a pay cut if Mitch Marner's making, what, 11 and a half, 11.6 technically? Okay, but I think Matthews and Marner are the guys. You know what I mean? If they don't like, let's say it all goes to shit again this season, okay? And then they just and Tree Living decides, okay, I gotta do like four moving guys, and they're going. These are our key pieces. I think Matthews and Marner are the ones that stay. 
I don't think William Nylander, but William Nylander needs to get his head out of the gutter. He is not a franchise player. He just isn't. I And some people might hate that take and some people might disagree, but like, I don't think he is. And I, this is also, this is, I've also been saying this for a while now. You can put the blame on Kyle Dubas for the William Nylander holdout back in 27, 2018. You can put blame there a bit because we didn't know the player. The player was just like, no, nah, I want to play. It's just, I gave him a number this. And then it turns out it was literally like what a grand away from the actual number they wanted. <laughs> like he wanted seven, they gave him six, nine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was a, that was the joke there. Right. But like, for me, I was also like, I think it's the player. Cause again, if you don't know this by now, I think Nylander is a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty face in a pretty place. That's all it is. I, and I've been saying that since that freaking contract holdout. And even before then, because I, like before the contract holdout, William Nylander looked like he could be a franchise player, looked like he could be this, like a guy. But then after the contract holdout, okay, slow start. I get it. You didn't play like a first full half of the season. Takes a while to get in. Fine. But then you come back the next year after that, you're still kind of shit. So, and then your next best season, like your best season to my recollection was probably the last season that just passed. And I don't care about the playoffs. You didn't win anything. So he's not that good. He didn't do, he didn't do anything. Drysaddle is a guy that could put the team on his shoulder if McDavid were to go down. McDavid would be able to put the team on his shoulder if Drysaddle were to go. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, because let's be real. We've seen that the Oilers can't play without both of them sometimes. So it's hard to say that way. But. I don't, I think he is, yes. Do I think he wants to play here? Yes, 100%. But the problem is, is he thinks, he thinks he's good, but he's not as good as he thinks he is. Well, isn't that always like, the goal, Al? You're not, you're not going to get 11 million. I'm sorry. Not with this franchise. Sorry, buddy. The best you're going to get is eight, maybe eight and a half. You're not getting nine. Take a walk. And at this point, this is why I like the Keith signing. This is why I like the Matthews signing and all the other signings that are happening because it just goes to show Tree Living's like, fine, we gave you a freaking number. You want to sit in your corner and pout with, and with your agent? Fine. I'm going to sign the rest of the team. You got you got up till the trade deadline to sign with us. You don't sign. We're moving you for pieces. We're going to find a way to build this team anyways to stay a playoff contender even though you're gone. And this might be a bad take. You listen, it's a take for a reason. Some are good, some are bad. You might agree with it. You might disagree with it. I know for a fact that there are people out there that are, that'll hear this and go, you know what? That's a pretty good point. And then there are other people that'll, you know, you got the stats gurus who'll be like, oh, he does this, he does that. Like I got a buddy who's like a diehard Nylander guy. And it's like, dude, take off your blinders for a second. Because like, let's be real. What has he done to show his worth? Other than have by far the best season of his career as a Maple Leafs last season. That's it. Yes, great playoff performer. Fine. But inconsistent as hell. It comes in spurts with him and it frustrates me. And you could say, oh, but Matthews goes quiet. Okay, how many Rockets does Matthews have already? How many All-Star appearances does Matthews have already? Oh, didn't he score 60-plus goals? You know, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Matthews has had a 40-goal season in every year he's been in the league, except for his rookie year. So, 
Uh, Willie, have you done any of those things, pal? <laughs> you know, I think he, I think he might have hit forty this year, actually. But I'm, I, I have Jason Robertson ranked higher on my Whoa, hockey players. Okay, okay, I do. Wait, okay, okay, wait. I, my brain for a second thought you meant the one who plays for the Leafs, not the one who plays no, for the no, 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 mind. That, never mind. No, I will no, no, retract my whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, for a second, no, no. I was like, I literally was going to lose my mind at you. I was like, there's no way you're connected. It's Nick Robertson, right? That's, no, that's yeah, the, Nick Robertson's the Leafs, yes. Yeah, I was, I, that's, where my, that's where my brain went, not thinking you meant the guy, the, the, the brother who plays for Dallas. No, no, no. Nick, Ro- Nick Robertson, I've been trying to get him traded for years now. Um, because I think he's, well, I think he panics still with the puck, and I don't think he's ever going to be an NHL player, considering the the amount of um, injuries that have built up in the last few years as well. So uh, that's where I stand with that. But I have Jason Robertson from the Dallas Stars ranked higher on my player poll, I guess you could say, over William Nylander. I have Jack Hughes ranked higher. I have Trevor Zegras ranked higher. I have... <laughs> Like the list goes on. There are so many good players in the league that I have ranked higher than William Nylander. And they're like, those were just to name a few that come to mind. So I'm not a William Nylander fan. I mean, don't get me wrong. Glad he's a leaf for now, but I'm tired of these games and all that. And I think tree living is also, you know, putting pressure on the Nylander camp going, listen, you know, you can keep talking to the media and telling them how much you want to sign here. But at the end of the day, buddy, you still haven't put the damn pen to paper. You're like, I don't know, but if I would, it's okay. It's hard to say. Cause I've never played in the NHL, but I'm sorry. If I want to be with the team and I want to win a cup with that team, I am going to take a pay cut. I would rather have four Stanley cup rings on my hand and not so much money in the bank. You know, then, you know, I, I would I would rather have cup rings over cash. I wouldn't do it for free, obviously, but like, I don't know, let's say my career earnings were 50 million. OK, but I won four Stanley Cups. I'm pretty sure I can get sponsorships at some point. You know, you make up your money there or whatever. So that's just the, that's the thing with Nylander. That's the only thing that bugs me with him is, you know, you say so much you want to play here. OK, cool. Take a pay cut. Nathan McKinnon did it for how long? Until he won a cup, and then he's like, okay, now I want my money, which I'm fine with. You won the damn thing. You, you've accomplished everything you want. Now, why not ask for your money? Why would it matter if, you know, staying there? Yes, of course, you'd like to stay in Colorado, but, like, what if they can't afford you and then you go somewhere? I don't think he'd mind. He's already won a cup. Who gives a shit? So that's my thing with William Nylander. Oh, yeah, I want to play here. Okay, buddy. Sure. Yeah. I bet you Nylander will not sign <laughs> – we're going to do this in December, and Nylander still won't have signed an extension. You know what this sounds like to me, Al? Book it. Sounds like you're getting a lot of haterade over there down at Markham. Yeah, well, it is what it is. You know, you're drinking a lot of haterade down there in, in Markham. And I'm just trying to figure out where I'm you're getting tired. all this haterade from. I'm just tired of all the bullshit. Like, honestly, like, I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, a, I'm not a Nylander hater. But well, I'm definitely I mean, an Elander hater. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, yeah, I guess I can't say. It. Now, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I wasn't a Nylander hater before the holdout. It was after the holdout where I was like, okay, this dude is just the typical. I'm a pretty boy. I can play hockey. I'm good at it, and I'm gonna get paid for it. 
but this is life hitting him in the face. That's the thing. He does. I don't think he understands. Dude, you're not going to get everything you want in life just by pouting in a corner. Put in the damn work. Yes, he's in shape. Yes, he's ready to go. Yes, he stays healthy. Yes, he had an 80-point season this year. But it was just one. Austin Matthews is a god compared to Nylander. And that might be a little bit of a heavy praise. Because let's be real, there's only one McJesus in the league and his name is Connor McDavid. But I just don't think... I think he's worth more than he actually is. And that's going to hurt him. And that's what I think is ultimately going to send him out of Toronto. I don't care how the media spins it. I don't care if they go, oh, you know, the, 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 they were too stubborn to give him the money, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Put that spin all, all you want. I think the number that he's being offered right now, I, which I don't know what it is, is reasonable. And I think he's a I, – I just don't think he's – you know, he wants to take it because he, he wants more. And I don't think he's done enough to be in a position to go, no, I want this. And, you know, I will be able to hold out because I can go get, you know, that money. But in my head, I'm going, fine. You want that money? We'll like, we'll gladly trade you for assets. Hey, we need a couple first round picks for the next couple of drafts because we've gotten rid of all of them. And at the same time, you know, who knows? Maybe you get like a, th- it could be a Pierre-Luc Dubois scenario. You get three players for the price of one and all you know, the three guys you get are worth a combined number of what he was worth alone. Which is ideally what I'd like to happen if he were to get moved. But, yeah, it's, uh, he, he frustrates me. Because I, uh, when I read that quote the other day, I want to be here, I was just, the first thing I, I thought of was, uh, is bullshit. I've heard, I've heard and I've seen this movie before. You know. So. I just hope that the Nylander conversations don't overshadow what the Leafs will do this season, whether it'll be really good or really bad. So, yeah. Well, Al, as I got to make sure I say again, drinking all that haterade down there in Markham at poor William Nylander, who's Tastes just trying to make good. his money. Just trying to make his money over here, okay? You let Austin Matthews make his money, why can't you let William Nylander Because make Austin Matthews is your franchise. He is the one that will take you to the promised land. Hasn't yet? I I mean, he hasn't, but, like, I mean, then again, you look at other guys in the NHL. Like, has McDavid done that yet? Because he's the face. Conference final. Okay. Didn't win it. I'm just saying there are are other big names in the league who have yet to do anything for the franchise. David Pasternak. Uh, Okay. Now, I don't even want to hear that out of you. I don't even want to... I even want to go down that line of logic with you, okay? That's okay, a, okay, that's a okay. Cup final. Nick that's Suzuki. A, that's a, it's a broken wreck. Okay, the Habs suck. You cannot play place that on the shoulders. I know. Nick I'm Suzuki. just naming. I'm just naming Owen guys. Oh, it's attack boy. Nick I'm Suzuki. just naming guys. You're not guys. putting that on his shoulders, Al. Okay, okay I'll fine. drive park him over that one. Okay, past yeah. neck just gonna upset me. Nick Suzuki, no. Oh, come on now. I'll make. I'll make the drive. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, okay. And you're right. Pasta has done a cup final, but yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. That was a bad example. Now yeah, that you you picked like the worst one out. That was like I'm the worst one. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to yeah. know that. That was, was the worst one. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was, uh, I'd rather you say Jason Robertson. Like what, what is he? Yeah. Done? But he hasn't, he hasn't been in the league long enough. I don't think like, I you know, he's, on, he's only been, the, that. he's only oh. been established for the last, same thing with Jake Ottinger. Like this is what his third NHL yeah, season. He's now? a goalie. Goalies don't count. Goalies, goalies are like the, mace, go, the go, most goalies, goalies go hot and goalies go cold. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess, I mean, so does William Nylander. 
Yeah, but no, Al, come on now. William Nylander's not going to become a bum and get thrown out of the AHL in three in two years. Jesus. Like, Mackenzie Blackwood was the only reason why the New Jersey Devils were watchable, and now he's a bum and getting traded for nothing. Cal Peterson's an albatross of a contract. He got signed to a 4 by 4 by L.A. Yeah. Like, goalies no, are I mean, so, John Gibson was one of the hottest goalies in hockey three years ago. He's all, all of a sudden a bum playing for an awful organization. Yeah. Like, but anyways, so, like, I just, like, back to the point, because I don't want to get too carried away, is that I, Matthews is the face of the franchise, and that was established the day he was drafted. Nylander was one of those, oh, like, he has a chance to be a really good player, you know, make an impact for this franchise, and and then now it's like, okay, well, you know, this is what he is. I think, do I think he's worth, like, I don't know. I don't think he's worth nine. Not not in Toronto. Sorry. Too many big names. You want to go get nine or over nine? Go somewhere else. Because you're not getting it here. You're not getting it here. But anyways, I think that's uh, that's enough Leafs, no? <laughs> you have anything to add, Spence? Yeah, I think we've had, I think we had enough of you, of you complaining over here, so... I will yeah. move us on to still hockey. We're going now to junior hockey. Not your junior hockey, but WHL, CHL action. And in, there's been a little bit of a shake, a little bit of a stir. So Mike, when Mike Babcock got brought into Columbus, what I believe you and I talked about when Mike Babcock, I might not even just talk about the allegation of him going to, to Columbus. He now officially is the Columbus head coach for yep, two years. Two years? Was yep. it, it was a two-year contract? Yep. With, with, um, yep. Yep, 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 yep. With Columbus. And that... Obviously, drew up a stir because of his archaic style of coaching. Is what I yeah. Well, you know, it's not <laughs> archaic. Yeah, it's uh, you know, if you look at the Mike Babcock situation and the situation you're about to bring up, I don't think I think people can simmer down a little bit with the Babcock front and wait till they hear what you're about to tell us. Well, in, in fairness, I think you had to look at things in in a vacuum, and Babcock has definitely done some things that I hope he regrets. And and if he doesn't, he should. With even Mitch Marner, but going back before with with Johan Franzen, with other guys he allegedly kicked and didn't mistreated, and you know all the stories from other teams complaining about him, and the Mike Medano not getting his 1500th game, like a lot of things that Babcock did that were kind of curmudgeony and unlikable. But Bill Peters, the official head coach of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, now if you if you heard Bill Peters' name and wondered why do I think I know that name? Well, it's because you probably do. It's just you haven't heard it in like three years because back when he was the Calgary Flames head coach back in 2019, and that was a playoff contending Calgary Flames team before he was fired for a allegation by Akeem Alou. Akeem Alou said that he was called, or he he was called, and his music was called. He's playing, I assume, rap music. It was Andre music I listened to as well, might I add. He he dropped the n bomb or n word, depending on what way you prefer it, several times in the dressing room to Akeem. And I yeah, have you, the exact. You can't quote. do that. Oh, you want to hear it? I want to hear well, it. Well, as 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 a white guy, yeah, you definitely can't do that. That that is definitely a can't. You can't do that. So he said, so this is Akeem speaking. He said, he walked in before a morning pregame skate and said, hey, Akeem, I'm sick of you playing that blank S. I'll say the word you've been using, Al. Shit. Oh, yes. I rem- you know what? Now that you he read said, the quote, I remember. He said, I'm sick of hearing yeah. this N word effing other N word in the butt stuff. 
Yeah, it's exact a lot quote. Yeah, that's lots. That's that's that got a couple too many. Yeah, couple too yeah, many. That's well, I mean, one it was too many. <laughs> he he then walked out like nothing ever happened. You could hear a pin drop in the in the room. Every everything went dead silent. I just sat in my stall, didn't say a word. And two players have corroborated have corroborated that story. So he's not like he said this and everyone was like, oh, then that didn't happen. There are yeah. two players, uh, Seymour uh, Pepin and Peter MacArthur on that team have said that happened. Like that, we were there. That happened. Yep. No, it's uh, yeah. Now he's coaching in Lethbridge. Yeah, he's coaching with Lethbridge Hurricanes in the yeah. WHL. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a thought other than like <laughs> that's pretty messed up. Um, you know, you got a guy like that who is coaching a group of men who is now going to coach a group of young men. Uh, you know, that you have to show them the, the right ways of how to be a good hockey player and a good pro on and off the ice. Um, yeah, this, it doesn't, I, I'll, I'll say this. I don't have much of a comment on it other than it, do, it definitely doesn't sit right with me one, like one bit. I have a lot more cons than pros in this situation. And, and, I, and I will also mention here, as we continue out, that he was the head coach of the Hurricanes before Rod Bridemore came in, and Rod Bridemore was an assistant with him, with the Hurricanes at that point, and he apparently kicked uh, Mike uh, Michelle Jordan. I assume it's Michelle, but Michael Jordan, depending on how you pronounce this. It's also not spelled like Michael, so I assume it's Michelle Jordan. But anyway, he was a former Hurricanes defenseman, said he got kicked pretty hard in the back during a game and punched players on the bench, and Rod Bridemore backed up that account of Jordan's story. So yeah, yeah. It, Bill like Peters I said, is kind of a serial offender, and I yeah. really don't want to touch on it too bad because we are not people of color. We do not really get a chance to dig into the. Well, it's not even. Topics. It's not even that. It's just like, it, what else is there to say? Like, do I think he deserves to have another coaching job and like you know be working with young men to bring them to the next level and show them the ropes on how to be a good pro and, you know, a good hockey player again on and off the ice, because the, on, as much as the on ice matters, so does the off ice. And, you know, you, I, almost, you almost think the off, off the ice is more important. A hundred percent. Because, like, you know, like at the end level. of the day, like hockey is all is a community, right? Uh, it's hockey's a big community. And like the hockey community does a lot for the community that is outside of the you know hockey and um yeah so my only thought really is just i don't think this guy should be behind a bench at least definitely not as a head coach and i mean hey at least it's junior not the nhl if it was the nhl i'd be like you're nuts like this is this is gary bettman dropping the ball again like this is get this would be gary bettman pulling a roger goodell or actually no goodell's been good lately this would be like Gary. This would be like Gary Bettman pulling a Rob Manfred. Oh God, not Robbie Manfred, no. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much all I have to say. I don't think he should be behind a bench. I don't, at least not as a head coach. And I definitely don't want to see his ass back in pro hockey again. Well, that's where this is leading to, uh, which is why I'm worried, because it's always where it starts. Is oh, I'm only coaching like Babcock. Oh, I'm coaching with the University of Saskatchewan. Oh, okay, Babs. Oh, okay. Okay, but like the thing is, uh, as much as Babcock d- had did some r- bad, like had some bad decisions, I still think Babcock has a moral compass in terms of like 
Yes. Like, did he cross the line with the Mitch Marner thing? Yeah. Like hundred percent. Like there's there other thing like, you know, Jason Spezza, healthy scratch after coming like that kind of thing. Like, is that bad? Yes, of course. But it's not nearly close to what Peters has done. I think Babcock going back to the to, to Saskatchewan was kind of a reset. You know, why am I a coach in the first place? Why, like, kind of make him love the game again and appreciate the small things that he might have lost touch of after winning a few cups. You know, th- that kind of thing. I don't think I, if, listen, the only place I could see someone hiring Bill Peters, at, you know, outside of junior hockey would be the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, that is the only friend, maybe Arizona, if, you know, it doesn't pan out with uh, Andre Turney. But, like, I, I don't see, I don't think, I think you're wrong there. I don't think this guy's coming to come back to the show. No way. I think there's a chance because there's no way you go to junior hockey and just think you're going to be a junior hockey coach for the rest of your career. Like, I, I just I just don't believe that because I don't believe it's worth the money if you don't think you're making it above that. As a guy who's already been to the show, been there, done that type of thing. I, I don't think he does it unless he Yeah, but that. you've been there, done that, and you've screwed up. Obviously. but And I do believe in second chances. I do. Um, I, I am a true believer in rehabilitation. I'm just worried with the topic we're talking about because, and I will, I will say this because I, I think it does, I think it does mean to be said, even if I don't believe it. The Lethbridge yeah. Hurricanes press release stated that Peters completed an anti-racism training and coaching certification oh program over the oh past year, and the WHL is satisfied he is ready to return to whatever. Coach. Whatever. Team, Peters will continue to undergo equality training and anti-racism coaching. What? Now, Al. Ever. Now, Al, I have to be honest with you here. I want to believe I want to believe there was no hate when he said those words. I want to believe that there was no intent no, it's when not he even used that. those words. But at the end of the day, what in the what in the world before I cuss? What in the world is anti-racism coaching? And well, how would no. I complete such a thing? The reason why I'm saying whatever is not like okay, like I mean if there are courses like that out there, great. Like I mean, I'm sure it's they'll show up. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll show up at one point on uh, like I, I'm, I'm an official with Hockey Canada, and we have courses all every year, right? For a respect in sport, um, Rowan's Law. Like, there's a bunch of other courses on the side, other than our just our basic module exam that we have to do to in order to recertify. And this is why I'm saying whatever, and I hate the fact that you listed all of those courses. I could give less of a rat's ass about all the courses he took because. There's a, the reason behind this is not because like, I don't think he needs it to be educated and needs to know like, Hey, you got to res- like, you know, no matter the color of your skin, people matter. It's still a person at the end of the day, if they were to get a cut, it would, they would still bleed red. I am a strong believer in that without a doubt. The reason why I'm saying those courses are full of malarkey is because there are courses that have been installed for parents in minor hockey that is a requirement that one parent take a course on how to properly behave inside a freaking hockey rink oh god or else their kid can't play you know what the funny thing is spencer what what's the funny thing i still throw parents out of this crowd oh. every single year there is oh. still always well, i say one but there've been i think last year i was four which was a down of two compared to the year before that, I w- when I was here, which was six, 
But this is why I don't give a shit about those courses is because they do nothing. They, they do might nothing. seem like they do nothing, but at the end of the day, he's just taking those courses to be behind the bench again. Exactly. Like, I'm not buying it. If you're buying it, you're a better person than I am, Spencer. But you know what? You showed your cards then. A person doesn't change just like that in the span of, I don't know, how long has it been since that Akeem elucid? 2019. 2019 oh when it came out. Oh, my God. That's when it came out. That's when, I, that's when Akeem came out with it. That was 2019. Yeah, okay. So you don't – It sorry, happened. Don't it happened all the way back in 09. He was the uh, – it was with the Chicago Blackhawks, by the way, their AHL affiliate. And it was 08, 09, and 09. Oh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Look at that. Yeah, it was with the Chicago Blackhawks AHL organization. Of course it was with the Chicago with, Blackhawks. It was with the Rockford Icehawks. Ah! Oh, man, that's awesome. I mean, it's not – you know what I mean by um, – it's awesome in terms of It's like, ironic. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's ironic, but it's not awesome that it happened. But, like, wow, that is freaking hilarious. Screw him. And and here you go, Al. It, it, I, in my opinion, I forgot to add this in, but I want to hear your opinion on this comment. Because yeah. this quote here from the score article is rather damning. Prior to Lethbridge hiring, hire, the Lethbridge hiring announcement Wednesday, Alir said that said a current NHL head coach reached out to him last week to try and broker an apology on Peter's behalf. He tweet uh, Alou tweeted an apology on, or uh, Alou tweeted his response to it, the unknown third party, adding he was curious at about the timing of the attempt. Yeah, I think I saw. I think I think I saw Akeem's tweet. I didn't read it, but. Um... Uh, I remember scrolling it. It popped up on my timeline. I was I was looking for another post at the time, so I was like, I got sorry, Akeem. Like I gotta gotta keep scrolling here, bud. But like, uh, no. I now that you mentioned, I do remember now that you're like building that timeline. Yeah, I do remember seeing him pop up. But uh, yeah, no. Honestly, like the more we've been talking about this, the more I'm like, yeah, I, I stand by what I've said in terms of I don't think he should be coaching. I don't care. And you know what? Um, I don't know if this is a path back to the National Hockey League. I do think that the I hockey diverse I think the hockey diversity alliance would stop that. I hope so. I think they would because like don't get me wrong, Akima Lu is a former NHLer, but look at other guys that are in that alliance. A lot of them are current NHL players. Vander Kane, Matt Dumba, Nazem Kadri, right? So uh just to name a few. So I think those players would I, I they wouldn't allow it. It wouldn't allow it. I don't think well yeah, I don't know. The NHL has done some funky things sometimes, but I just don't see it happening. But I, you know, I could see how it is a fear of yours, but I don't see it happening. But um, I did, I did think we had to mention it just because, and I haven't given my opinion on it. I believe in second chances. I truly do. But I think there are some things you can't come back from. There are some things that you, and that's one you, of them. Once you, once you, once you do them, that you kind of lose that ability to be like, hey, you know, I can still do that thing. You know, like at the end of the day, and I think Bill Peters hit one of them. You know, yeah. and I don't I think mean, any, look, any I, don't, I don't think any eight anti-racism training is going to change that. You either well, feel it, a way or you don't. Where's Joel Quenville? Uh, right now I think he's still unemployed. There you go. Oh, I, no, I was, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that's another one of those where you can't come back because, well, that's See, a whole it, different ball game. But you know, and and, and that whole Chicago situation, we we won't bring back up. Even though, that, ironically, is around when Bill Peters was the affiliate head or was yep. the head coach of the of the AHL team with the uh, Rockford uh, Ice Hogs. But anyway, like as much as I think, definitely no Quinville's responsible, and definitely he should have done more. It 
it's also, man, like the whole organization messed up that beach situation. Like they let him down badly, horribly. I mean, yeah. That, but yeah. like, it is, you got to wonder what, how much actual involvement Quinville, Quinville had. That's where for me, I have a little empathy for him. Because I don't know how, how much actual, like, well, how much, if how much you know, of his it was. But I, I still get the point of, it was in your locker room. It was in your house. You yeah, you can't tell me, you, you can't tell me, you, yeah, you can't tell me what, you don't know what's going on. Like AJ Hinch with the cheating situation. You have to know. It's in your house. You have oh, to know. Yeah, like, I mean, you I'm sure. You have to know. Yeah, like, it was run by him at one point. Hey, like, AJ, like, what do you think we run this? And like, you know, like, but anyway. Even if he said no, he had to have known they were still doing it. But anyway. But anyway. Just, I don't think I thought we had, to, we had to mention that Bill Peters is now back in coaching, back at the WHL level with Lethbridge, the Hurricanes. We'll see how his tenure with them go, because that will put them under the microscope. If they start out bad, who knows what that could lead to? That means immediate firing or whatever. Or I mean, maybe you give they them a think, couple maybe, games. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they think better of it and fire him before the season even starts. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't think they will. Oh, I know they won't, but I, you know, I can always hope, Al. I can always hope. True. I can always dream. But now, I think we're going to end off with the base bowl. Yes, bowl. The LA Angels, the Los oh. Angeles Angels. What a tumultuous month they've had. You and I have been away from the podcasting for a month. Talk about a team that has been basically all over the place. So everyone's thinking they're going to trade Otani. I think we even talked about them maybe trading Otani where he could go. They then say, no, Trout's coming back. Otani's playing great. We're going to buy. They buy Lucas Giolito. They buy some other pieces. They then suck. Otani tears his UCL. Trout goes back to the, the, the IR. And now all of a sudden they wave like five or six guys, including Lucas Giolito and the guys they bought at the deadline. Yeah. And I don't mean like, oh, you know, they sent them down. I mean like they waived them. It means you can claim them on waivers. And I guarantee you, Giolito should be claimed on waivers. So yeah, we're going to see how that all shakes out for the LA Angels. But what a – I've what never a seen a buy. I've never seen a buy at a deadline go so wrong so fast. It's just funny because, like, <laughs> one second like, you're like, I'm in. And the next you're like, yeah, bye, guys. Well, yeah, no, literally, Al, the LA Angels traded away their second, third, and eighth-ranked prospects to attain their their trade deadline acquisitions. Their second, third, and eighth-best prospects in their organization. They don't have gotten them for nothing. They traded away three of their better prospects for nothing because you waived them. So you don't want them. You obviously, if saying you don't want them, you waived them. You sent them down, you, yeah. you're, you're DFAing them to try to get them down to AAA. That's what you're doing. You're trying to free out the roster spot. Yep. So... Like, what, what are we doing? Like, how does – and again, as you mentioned, it's kind of funny. How do you get that to that? How do you go from – I don't know. We're like, a competing baseball team to, oh, we suck. We're going to wave everybody. Like, like oh, we lost what? half We lost half of our unicorn. So now we're going to, you know, just forget the playoffs. It's like, man, he could still hit. <laughs> like, like it, I, I just don't understand. It, I mean, uh, I, that, I don't know – I don't know if I've ever seen something like this before. Maybe it's happened in, you know, but I just, and I'm just not old enough to remember it, but like, this is, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, what are they doing? I literally tweeted it out. I was like, what are they doing? I I just he, don't. <laughs> well, here you go, Al. I, I have the exact 
I have the exact names now. I pulled them up. So they placed right-hander Lucas Giolito, relievers Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, or, yeah, it'd be Ronaldo Lopez, Dominic Leone, and then they also got rid of both outfield, two outfielders and Hunter Renfro and Randall Grinchuk, former former Blue Jay Grinchuk. Yep, good old Randall. Good old, good old Randy. But, yeah, that's six guys from your MLB roster that just got waived to get claimed. And the claiming happens today. All six guys are going to be free agents coming into this summer or this winter, I guess, for them. Yeah. And, the, okay, so there's been talk about, too, like how the Jays should pursue Randall Grichuk, how it wouldn't be that bad. And I was just like, no. Nah. I only Renfro. Renfro's got way more power. Yeah, he I, strikes out a lot, but, like, he's a more power I, I was thinking that, but I'm also going Lucas Giolito. <laughs> the guy you wanted them to trade for. You know how uh, sad that is, Al? Yeah. You wanted them to buy Lucas Giolito at the deadline. Now you can now get him for free. Waived a month later. Yeah. The, but I mean. claim today. Yeah. Like today, as, as we're talking about this, on Thursday is the day to claim these guys. So we could see them start flying off the board. I will be really disappointed if the Jays land Randall Grichuk. I don't think he's it. I don't think he was even it when he was here the first time. So, I don't know. For me, I'm curious to see if the Jays might be planning a reunion with Josh Donaldson, who was released from the New York Yankees who, the other day. Who has been playing, like, absolute hogwash and got and got cut by the New York Yankees. Yep. I know, but, I mean, let's look at the Yankees, though, in general. They've been hogwash I don't, I don't in want general. To talk about I, I, know you, I, I know you don't. I, don't. I don't blame you either because I wouldn't want to talk okay. about a team that's over, like, the, 12 games back of a freaking playoff spot. The, the Yankees have been garbage. They've been continuing to suck. They had Judge out for a month and a half, just about like 49 games. And those 49 games, I guarantee you, they won like maybe 20 of them. They were so bad. And they just continued with Judge. And it's so sad that every time I watch a, every time I look at a Yankees game now, Al, I'm, I'm at, I, I actually get like a sense of joy they actually won. Because I've been watching so many games on score where it's like, oh, loss, 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 loss. I haven't, like, when I see them win now, I'm like, oh my God, they actually won? Like, even if it's bad, <laughs> oh, my God, have they actually won? Like, they beat the Tigers last two days. I'm like, they beat the Tigers? Yeah, like, yeah, they beat the Tigers. Like, yeah, guys, we beat they one beat of the, the shitty teams in the league. They yeah. beat the Tigers. Hey, I mean, if it makes you feeling better, the Jays lost to the Tigers this year, too. That's because the that's because the Jays suck. Okay, so talking about the Yankees being absolute <laughs> hogwash, being no. 18 games back of the ALE, <laughs> does not mean that the Jays get a free pass here. Okay, the Jays no, no, also I, oh, suck. No, I know, and I know this is like I know this was probably like I said I wanted to stay away from the Jays, but like the Angels conversation went by a lot quicker than I thought it would. But I mean, there's there's only so much you could say about the Angels other than like what the hell. You can only look at them and laugh. You can only look and point and laugh, Al. The, the, like they're, they're just lose Otani. Them and the Mets are just a laughing stock right now. Yeah, but no, the Jays, I mean, again, it is they are what they are. They're going to be an inconsistent baseball team. If they make it into the wild card, great. They might have a chance if they land a central team. Even then, I wouldn't hold your breath there, because if it is the Twins, <laughs> the Twins have have beaten the Jays this year. Pretty sure they swept them. If not, they took at least two of three of a whatever. Yeah, set. but they also are like barely over 500. When they sure, did, so. sure. But I mean, you know, so there's that. But the the thing for me is, I don't know. I saw this the other day too. It's like, you know, when you're at, when you're at the ballpark, you get the vibe, like the crowds that are there give you 2015, 2016 vibes. The problem is they're not piling up the wins that you were getting in 15 and 16. They're just, yes, there's big crowds, but it's complete utter disappointment 
almost game after game after game, which again, sometimes there are games where the Jays, you're like, man, I can't believe this team is above 500 because they've had some bad ones, Spencer. They've had some bad. Davis Snyder is the best player on the Jays roster right now, which is fine because at least it's not Brandon Belt <laughs> anymore. You know what I mean? At least when you your take, team MVP is Brandon Belt. You're, at you're least so, you're take so mad about that. No, at least we could take him out of the conversation. Now, you know, look at Babe Schneider over here. That's his nickname, just saying. Um, of course it is. You know, like, this guy's been red hot. And, like, you look again the other night when they lost to the Nationals. Alejandro Kirk at third. Why don't you bring in a pinch runner? Oh, well, it's a, it's a two-run lead. If it, was, if it was for the tie, we would have done it. But, no, you should do it anyways. Like, come on. There's so many fundamental mistakes this team is making from the manager up to the players, like, to the last player in the field and this is going to be a disappointing year man the writing's on the wall unless this is one of those messed up seasons where you you know you have your team on the your fan base on the edge of their seats for the entire freaking year but then you go to the playoffs and then you decide to turn it on and you become unstoppable let's be real I don't think that's happening but you know the Jays are what they are three and a half back right now they got a series win over the Nationals. Great. I don't think they should have even lost a game of that series. The fact that they, you know, they did lose one was, again, a concern. But now they, they're off on the road. And, I mean, every game matters now. Like, this is August baseball. You had the chance to, you know, with this roster to do damage early. You didn't. This is what you signed up for. Again. And <laughs> can we talk about the Seattle Mariners real quick? Oh, God. Can I talk about Seattle Mariners? Do you want to talk about the Seattle Mariners? I, not real quick. Everyone's Go like, ahead. oh, my goodness, the Seattle Mariners are so hot right now. It's like, I don't know if you know this, but, like, if you look at the last three, maybe even four years, you can almost go back five years of Seattle's Mar- Seattle Mariners seasons. When do they ever have a bad month of August? I have, I, mean, I, I cannot remember the last time the Mariners did not go, get hot at the beginning of August or end of July, and then just cruise and either get to the playoffs. Actually, no, never mind. They never made it. They only made it for the first time last year, I believe, or the year before. Yeah, first time in a while. Like, they, yeah, they've been exactly. a historically bad but like, team. But, like, my point is, how many times have they, like, cruised the entire last part of, like, literally the last stretch of the season and then, you know, came so close to making it, whereas last year they did make it in? Or the year before. Again, I'm not sure. Every calendar year is all blurred into one big beating. But... <laughs> That my point is the Mariners are hot right now, and that's the team. That, like, you want to talk about Baltimore and like Boston and those guys? Like, yeah, they're there, they're in your division, but really, at the end of the day, the team that scares me the most has always been the Seattle Mariners, even before the wild card series last year, because they they are that they are an August and September baseball club. Don't, like, they'll do enough to hang around, but like when it comes to like. Julio Rodriguez right now. Pfft, you're not stopping him. No, probably not. And like, you know, that's the thing. And I read this was a, a clip from JD Bunkus on on Sportsnet. I saw I was on TikTok yesterday. This is why my tr- my train of thoughts going there. But like, the Jays are probably one of the worst teams in baseball when it comes to clutch baseball. They do not know what clutch is. There's and we've talked there about this no before. There's no clutch gene. No, there, we've talked about this before. There's a lot of pressure and like blah, 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 whatever. Everyone's trying to be a hero. We, we already know. I already established what I think the mentality of the Jays are when they go up to the plate. I get it. But like I said, it's just to the point where 
this is what they are. And for fans that still think they have a chance, kudos to you. You're better than me, I guess, in terms of positivity. Because if you're what I'm watching right now, this team is going to be either a team that makes it into the wild card and going to get their asses handed to. Or this is going to be one of those a team that falls short on the last final game that matters the most. And then people will look back and go, oh, well, what went wrong? When went this? I've been saying since Atkins and uh, Shapiro have been brought in, they've already overstayed their their time. Is that the saying? Is that is that how the saying goes? Overstayed your welcome. They, yeah, there you go. They've overstayed their welcome. Same thing with Brendan Shanahan and the you know Toronto Maple Leafs. I think his. I think it's time for new perspectives. And I'm not saying it's because he's a bad person or he's bad at his job. I'm sure if they go somewhere else, they could do good. But I think that. In terms of the process, certain organizations like the Jays and the Leafs are past due. Like in terms of like make a change. Okay, cool. You got a new GM. Great. I don't think your coach is a problem. Keep him for now. Whereas John Schneider, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the sound. That's all I gotta say to that. But Dan, ooh, Schneider now on the on the block for UL. He's not on the block. Right he's not on the block. Like you can, I think he's good. I just don't think he's a good manager. Okay. Well, wait, like, that, I that, think begs I, the, that begs the question then. Do you think they should? Don Mattingly? Absolutely. Should have yeah, been done a while make, ago. Do you think, you think Don Mattingly should be the right now, the manager of the, uh, hell I take John Gibbons at this point again, man. Whoa, whoa. Okay, now come I'm on. I'm only saying. Okay, I'm only. Okay, I'm only. I'm only saying that to give my my Twitter feed a plug. John Gibbons followed me on Twitter the other day. Yeah, I was literally gonna say like you're only saying that because you, you like interviewed John Gibbons or whatever. Okay, I know you're only doing that for that reason. Okay, other than yeah. that, I know you're you're full of garbage. You're full. Yeah, of no, it. I, you're full I, of it. I, yeah, no. If we want to talk about overstaying the welcome, John Gibbons' time in Toronto is is done as well. Yeah, yeah. It it gets out of that list, doesn't it? Yeah, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I think Schneider could stay. I but I don't think he's the, the whole management in general. Though, and I I said this in previous episodes. I think too. Like I'm I've never I have I'm not satisfied. There is clearly something wrong with this ball club from the get go. Something at the plate wasn't jiving, and yet you kept things just the way it is. So, yeah. I, uh, this is why I, this, why do I love sports? Well, I think you love, well, you, I don't know why you love sports, Sal, but I love sports because I think it's fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I it is fun. Sport. Yeah. But, I, know, I mean, some problems there with your Jays, eh? It's not even, it's not even problems. Like, again, like this has been, there's nothing surprising. Like oh the God. only thing I right now that did. sucks for the Jays is like, you know, Bo Bichette is once again on the IL, who's been arguably one of the better players this season. And now Davis Schneider is, you know, the guy that teams rely on to get home. They can't bring in guys. They can't, they can't score runs. And I will say this. I was at the J I've been a few Jays games recently as well. And uh, like Canada day weekend. And I just went last weekend and, um, you know, I, t- I talk to almost everybody that's there, like any fans that are around me. We'll talk baseball a bit, talk shop, you know, a little bit. And uh, every time I bring up Lourdes Gurriel Jr., everyone says, yep, that's one guy I wish they would have kept. 
they miss him, man. They miss that ping of power. And I mean, why shouldn't they? I use this argument all the time. This guy was literally the dude to hit when there was runners in scoring positions. He was the guy. But nope. who was the guy? Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Your yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. My guy. I have his jersey and everything. That's the one dude that I again I say this I say this every episode too. I will die on this hill. He should not have been traded. And I think that's one of the Jays' biggest uh hiccups, if you will. One of the biggest snafus? Snafus, yes. But you know, what can you do now? It's done now. They made their bed. They got to lay in it. At this point, I don't think it's going to be good. Like, I don't think fans will like the end result. No, probably not. And then, and then some of those fans though will be some that'll go back on and be like, well, what the heck? Why didn't they do more? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, Hey, you're the one that was satisfied with the roster. They were fielding the entire freaking season. Like now all of a sudden you're like, now all of a sudden you're like, Oh, like, you know, well, yeah, sorry. Take your blinders off. Like, they're not, I can't even compare them to the Leafs because, like, the Leafs are the teams that, like, is the kind of team that they'll beat a team they shouldn't beat but lose to teams they should. Whereas the Jays, it's just everywhere. It's like they'll beat teams that they, you know, sh- they should beat, then they'll lose to teams that they should beat. There's no winning with them, it's just inconsistent. Very inconsistent. So, yeah. And now, for me, I, I, I honestly hope that... I said this again, too. I hope they don't make it. I really don't. I really hope they don't. Well, right now, they're two and a half games out of the playoffs behind the Texas Rangers. Do you think they make it? They kind of end her hmm. off. Do you think they make the playoffs here as the season gets tighter? Yeah, I... Hmm... I'm going to say yes, but it won't be from their own doing. I think it'll be one of those where they lose the game they're supposed to win, but thankfully the two other teams that are ahead of them needed to lose as well, and they will, and then that's how they'll get in. Okay, so you do, but you think they, they will get in? I think they get in, yes, but I don't think they do well. I think they get absolutely manhandled. Shell. You think they get yes. shelled in the wild card game? De- depending like it's tough because like again if it's minnesota they have a chance but like then you're gonna go play in the alc uh, alds rather and then you're gonna get clocked because your next opponent would be wouldn't it be texas or houston um it'd be houston oh yeah great yeah you're gonna be houston all right or yeah, okay. it, it, it would either be houston or the if you're the first wild card team you play against i believe the lowest ranked division winner which would be minnesota if you make it up to first or second, you play against the, the the top two wildcard teams, which are Tampa Bay and Houston. Either way, it's not a good. It's not a so good really, no matter what way you shake it out, you're using you sound rather rather uh, pessimistic about the Jays' opportunities. And I want to mention not, quickly, yeah, breaking news: Al Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez both being claimed offers by the Cleveland Guardians. Ew. Which 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 does make sense because the Jays, it, if you didn't know how, how waivers work, waivers work as you claim the low, the team with the lowest amount of wins claims them. So because the the Gardens have sixty four wins, they claimed both those players. So now Lucas Giolito and Lopez are going 
to Cleveland. Cleveland! That's disgusting. Oh, you're a hater. Well, I think that takes away some of your optimism there, there, uh, there, Alain. Oh, boy, Cleveland. Almost immediately, dog. Oh, man. Because Cleveland, well, that's the series I went to see, and, like, Cleveland was, they weren't bad, man. Like, they were, they were, they hung around. Um, ugh. well, that means, that probably means Logan Allen's going to go straight to the minors then. Because uh, Logan Allen got shelled when we were there. It was funny. Oh, can we, I, I want to talk about that real quick. I know, guys, I know we're, we're probably trying to wrap up there, but, um, when I went at the game, uh, the second game I went to, uh, it was the, the Logan Allen start for Cleveland, and I was literally calling every single play that happened in the first inning. Like, before it happened. I was next to a group. I was like, what? Like, you know, watch this. Like, after Jose Ramirez hit a homer, I was like, that's ah, fine. Like, we're gonna, like they're, they're going to tie it up. I was like, Whit Merrifield's going to hit a leadoff double, and then Bichette's going to bring him in to score. Sure enough, first pitch, bang, double, gets on. Next, Bichette, single, long single, brings in Merrifield to score. Tie game. I went like six for six in predictions. It's just an awesome feeling. And everyone's like, oh my God, like, do you, like, what do you know that we don't? It's like, I don't know. Honestly, I was just guessing based off of like my baseball knowledge, but like. You should have just, you should have just lied and said, because I am the. It's like, I have the script. You I know. I, no, no. You should just say, I have ESP dog. I have, I am a psychic. I can see into the future. Yeah, I, there. Well, there was that like the uh, that's so Raven comparison made at one point. That that is know. hilarious. That's yeah. the only reference that makes sense to my, your and my group of it. Like group yeah, of yeah. So that like that that reference was made too. So it just goes to show what group I was what what age group I was talking to. But um, yeah, it was hilarious. I was just saying like things, and even people in the lower decks like neck like were looking up after I said it to me, and we're like, what the like, what is this guy on? I'm not sure we want to know that, Al. I'm not sure we want to know what you're on. I'm not on anything. I just get these things called, like, energy spurts. And then, other than that, I was just, you know, people were like, oh, you should buy a 50-50. I'm like, no, no, no. That's where my luck ends. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where that's where the money just gets wasted. That is where I draw the line. My, the money is literally strictly for cold beverages with a smidge of, you know. Fun juice. Fun juice, yes. Yeah. What 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 makes you, ironically, what makes you get your energy spurts? Apparently. No. Well, no. I'm just a naturally energetic guy in the first place, but um, you know, it does help. Um, the the energy spurts last longer, if you will. Oh. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Fancy, fancy. Uh, that's how science works. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, as long as that's how science works. I think so. I don't know. I'd have to look into it. Maybe it'll last like our buddy Bill Nye or something like that. Yeah, yo, your buddy Bill Nye more like Mr. ESP. Yeah. <laughs> but Al, do you remember how to do you remember how to do this show? Do I remember how to do this show? Yes, I remember how to do this show. Well, you're not showing it. Is it that time? I think it's that time. Do you okay, think it's this that is time? this is where we sing us. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're this was Kumbaya over there. No, no, I was gonna say like you know the like Bear in the Big Blue House song, "Goodbye, Goodbye, My Dear Old," you know that one or something like that. No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, I okay, maybe that, maybe that's before your time then. Yeah, a little bit before your time. No, maybe not. You like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, this is where we say goodbye, but like I have the honors of sending you off back into your day, whatever you are doing as you are listening to this. This was episode. 
Number 17 of the outrage from myself, Alain Kevion. Big Al, Al, whatever you want. I don't care. People call me AQ nowadays, too. I heard that one. French fries, the nickname I got the other day. That don't, sounds hilarious. I don't want to do that now. I don't. Great, great. Awesome. That's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, thanks. I love that. Yeah. And from Spencer Byers, who is the one that runs this entire freaking thing. Operation. Operation. Corp, yeah, no, not a corporation. We don't make money. We're, we broke a shit there. We are, we are, an, we are an incorporated though. No, there that you might, go. Yeah, that's on the website. There you go. So this was episode number seventeen of the outrage. Hopefully, you don't have to wait a month and a half for the next episode. So long. Me too.